Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Colts Cast. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts Cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. Yo, yo, welcome back. We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. Please be sure to follow us on social media. Our Twitter handle is at the Colts Cast, and on Instagram, it's going to be at Colts Cast. Not only will you see new episodes posted on there, but you will see posts from us, polls we run, exciting highlight videos, and anything in between. Again, that's at the Colts Cast on Twitter and at Colts Cast on Instagram. We are back from a one-week break. We back. Boys are back in town. Now, we, we had a trip in Charlotte, and we had a lot of people tell us that the Colts ain't it. We getting single-digit wins. It was wild. It, there was a there was some yeah, there was some sacrilegious things going on there. Jamal. Man. What'd you think about it? What'd you think about just the, the casual fans weighing their opinion on how the Indianapolis Colts are gonna do this season? It quickly made me made me remember just how little people actually pay attention to sports, the casual fan. Because if you would have heard <laughs> Colts fam, if y'all would have heard the blasphemy that was coming out of their lips, I'm talking, they were saying, Matt Rule is going to get fired this year. The Panthers going to have eight wins and the Colts only going to have nine. I agree with Matt Rule being fired and the eight wins. But how are you going to say we're going to have nine wins? We got nine wins last year at wins. So we got on, a much on, better overall squad. We heard, I thought we heard four or five wins for the We Colts heard that too, yeah. Well. Yeah, no, that too, yeah. No one, I think only one person said we we're going to have nine wins. It was crazy. It, they couldn't even, first off, they couldn't even wow. who. I don't know, man. It, it was it was scary. It was scary. And I just yeah, realized. We, we had some people say Andrew Luck was still our quarterback. <laughs> what y'all going to do with Carson Wentz? Uh, who's Stefan Gilmore, things like that. So, I mean, ignorance at an all time high, <laughs> but in all seriousness, it made <laughs> me realize that people just don't know. They know the teams they know, and they know the superstars. They don't actually pay attention to what's going on behind the scenes. Like I guarantee if we would have said how many games the bills going to win, they're going to the Super Bowl because Josh Allen, but besides Josh Allen, who yeah, do the they Bills couldn't name them? one offensive lineman? Exactly. They probably can't even name their coordinator. Just things like that. Exactly. So I'm excited. It got me even more hype for this season because it made me realize that that we're setting a high standard for a good reason because we got naysayers out here and we need we need that negativity. We need it to keep us going because that just means when we start beating teams, it's going to be a shock to the world. Mm. Small market teams. That's that's how I look at it. it we're not going to get as much clout as the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the Giants and stuff, they get talked about more than us. It's 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 that small market team. But if we perform well, that's when we get talked about. Oh, yeah. So, Jamal, we're gearing up for our first preseason game against the Bills, too. I know oh, you're excited yeah. about that. I'm going to be watching every single quarter. Yes. That's 4 o'clock Eastern on Saturday, this Saturday. So we absolutely smashed them in the regular season last year. Yeah. We gave the Bills their worst loss last season. Their worst loss. We gave the number one favorite to win the Super Bowl this year their worst loss. And all we had to do was what, Jamal? Run the damn ball. That Couldn't was in full effect that game. Our defense also reached for three interceptions. 
But all that to say is I hope we continue to dominate the Super Bowl favorites, even in preseason. I, I mm-hmm. would like to see that. I, I doubt Josh Allen plays. I doubt a lot yeah. of the first string plays. But let's keep that straight going because we have a lot of bad trends going for us, like never winning week one games, losing to the Jaguars in their stadium. Like, let's get one going where we never lose to the Bills. Exactly. Let's get a good thing going. I agree. I agree. And, and you know, Frank Rice already said that the starters are going to play the first quarter for us. Matt Ryan's going to play the first quarter. Uh, one thing he did say was it could be more or less depending on how many plays are in the series or how many players in that drive, et cetera, uh, and kind of just how the flow of the game is when it will be a person-by-person basis. As you mentioned, the Bills already said that Josh Allen isn't going to play. So it is what it is with that. But I'm excited to see our boys hit the field because, I mean, it's just it's just time. It's time. It's been time, and I'm looking forward to it. I just it's it's going to be fun evaluating these these new the new people on the block. Oh yeah, and it's going to be fun evaluating some new veterans we have. It's just uh, it's going to be great. What do you think about the unofficial depth chart that got released? I believe it was a few days ago. Have have they updated it? Uh, No, yeah, no. Even on Colt's official website, it looks, uh, I was looking at it earlier. I I believe everything is the exact same. So that leak was the, was the real deal. Um, So shout out to whoever leaked that (laughs) because we got a little insight early. Uh, But in all seriousness, what the biggest thing that stood out to me and it's, and it's, it was perfect timing because I said this a couple episodes ago and we even ran it up. We ran a um, poll on Twitter about Nick Cross and Ronnie McLeod, who's going to be that starter. Of course, we know this is unofficial, but it showed on there Nick Cross being that starter. And I said in our other episode that I was like, yo, I, I think he may be that guy. He may can get it done. And I don't know, anything can change by the end of, you know, um, uh, preseason. And I'm not saying that Ronnie doesn't deserve to be up there. I'm just saying that I feel like these coaches are probably highly impressed with what they're seeing out of Cross. And honestly, I feel like it's probably they're probably more impressed than what they really anticipated seeing out of him. So he's just getting some rewards for that. So that was that was one. Um, and the other one was running the two tight set, the two tight end set. I did see, of course, obviously Mo Ali Cox being the uh, starting tight end, but then we also saw uh, Granson as starting tight end as well. So I guess you know, like I said, we're running that two tight set. Granson will be out there with Woods sitting behind him. So I found that interesting. I don't know if that could be because Woods hasn't really developed that run blocking yet, or they just don't feel comfortable with that yet. But I would imagine if we're going to be running two tights, somebody's going to be going out for some passes. So, and again, unofficial early on, but those are my two biggest ones that stood out to me. What about you? Yeah, I saw Nick Cross in that uh, starting strong safety spot. Uh, him and Alec Pierce are technically the only ones who have starting spots mm-hmm. uh, as rookies. Um, I saw Brandon Faison as the starting corner uh, next to Stefan Gilmore. Of course, they have Kenny Moore listed as a nickelback, but we all know Kenny Moore is going to get his snaps wherever, no matter what position they put him at, because um, he was second in total defensive snaps last year, only only 10 behind Bobby uh, Bobby Okereke and Kenny Moore had 1,063 snaps. So nickelback, cornerback, doesn't matter. He's going to, he's going to be on the field. He's going to play. Um, but Brandon Faison, I think just came in, right? He's uh, cause we lost, 
Xavier Rhodes, um, you know, Rocky Sin. Yeah. And he's coming in from under Gus Bradley's system previously. So I wonder if that helped him earn the spot since he's familiar with how Gus Bradley so, yeah. wants to run his defense. Yeah. Um, other than that, not many surprises here. We see Bernard Raymond, you know, he's, he hasn't ascend, as, ascended to that starting spot yet. So we got Matt Pryor and Danny Pinner uh, cemented in as left tackle, right guard respectively. And, you know, the three stalwarts, Brandon Smith, or Braden Smith, excuse me, Ryan Kelly, Quentin Nelson, they're they're automatic. Yeah. Uh, but everyone else, I mean, it's no surprises. Seems very normal. Um. So yeah, it's it's exciting to see Nick Cross up there. Mm-hmm. I wonder how the rest of training camp and preseason is going to play out for them, because Nick Cross has been shining. I I, I think Rodney McLeod hasn't really had much of a chance because he's had a limited number of snaps. Right. But, you know they. They're making a statement right now. They're putting them in that strong safety. We'll see what happens. Wide receiver, you know, Campbell, uh, Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, you know, top three right now. Doolin's probably going to come in at that fourth. That's what I'm predicting, Matt. For but sure. No, it, it it's nice to see this. It's nice to see this. Yeah, and, and like you mentioned, um, talking about how we'll like to see how they're going to continue on throughout the, the preseason uh, with Pratt and the rest of training camp, you know, of course you have the Lions coming into town next week for that joint practice. And they are on this season's uh, this season of hard knocks. So we could get a little exclusive uh, footage of that as well for the practice, since uh, I know I won't be able to make it. Um, and, and it's just for, for all our Colts fans out there who want to see something cool. So fingers crossed when the Lions are in town, HBO gets some good stuff from them. So we can see, uh, we can see our boys on the field in action again. Yeah. I think I saw Jamal Williams crying on it or something. He, He's fuming up with a lot of emotion and rage in like a preview of the Hard Knocks episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably gonna watch it because yeah. it, it looks very interesting. I I, I definitely yeah, he am. was I, he was yeah. HBO producer said it is pretty wild. He said it's one of their best filming seasons. So I, I can only imagine it must be pretty wild. So we'll check it out for sure. Mm. We'll be back after a quick break. If, if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had uh, a kind of dark time of uh, around yeah. a decade, right? You know, we, we kind of, uh, 15 years ago, we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues, uh-huh. uh, Madrid and Barca, right? Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team, came on board and started looking at things in a, in a, in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we, we, we have a lot to do, uh, a lot. The lions. Yeah. Yeah. I, the one thing that comes to mind when I think about the lions is Peter King's rankings and how the lions were above us. So I can't wait to see that not play out this season. Right. But anyway, Jamal, I just want to talk about Stefan Gilmore a little bit. Let's hear just it. a little bit. Gilly Lock. Look, speaking of trying to keep good things going, let's talk about him. Let's talk about, you know what? <laughs> let's talk about that clip I had on episode two. I'm going to play it for y'all. <laughs> so I, I'm going I'm to let y'all listen. I think the Colts are going to get tremendous value out of Stefan Gilmore. I, I just... 
he doesn't even have to play to his 2019 level. That would be the upside. If he does, kudos to the Colts because that secondary is going to be top five. But even if we get three-fourths of what that was, I mean, we're it's going to be scary. Man. Mm. Mm. <sighs> Come on, Birdman. I can do this all day. I can do this all day. Did I not call it? <laughs> Tremendous value. He's already exceeding expectations. I mean, what, what does he get paid? Like, he's the 20th highest paid corner? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's nothing. If he stays healthy, we are, are, I'm telling you, our secondary, different. It's going to be. But I just want to say, my takes, they age like fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> it's training camp. I know the wheels can fall off. But, oh, man. My takes. I, I did not hear a single person talk about Stephon Gilmore. We were just talking about Matt Ryan. We were just talking about Nick Ngakwe. No one was really talking about the addition of Stephon Gilmore. They just kind of was like, oh, all right, we got a mm-hmm. decent corner. But what I've seen from Gilmore, he looks really good. Nobody can deny that. And he's getting pick sixes, breaking out passes. He's reading routes. He's telegraphing them. I mean, I, I think Alec Pierce already say, said that. Staying physical. Frank Wright said he's the kind of quarterback you fear. Matt Ryan said he plants a seed of doubt in your mind. He also said, unfortunately, that's not the first time he's picked me off. Like, I know we like to hype up our players, but dang, I, yeah. I'm hearing a lot of good things about Gilmore. Mm-hmm. So, it's Gilly Lock season. That's all Locked I'm saying. Lock down. Boom. Hey, exactly, bro. And and I'm so glad you you brought all that stuff up because. I mean, this is, I don't even know how many times, I swear to you, every time I read about an article for how training camp went, it says another defensive win day, another defensive win. Another def- hey, defense, man, defense is, is sounding like they A1 right now. And again, everybody can stay healthy. All of them. Yep. Yes. And and I, I man, I'm excited. As I know I played offensive line, blah, 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 blah. But the saying is, offense wins games, defense wins championships. And you can't deny that. I mean, you can't deny it. if that if our defense shows up all season long, yeah, we can put up we should be able to put up fifteen, six between fifteen and twenty one points every game and, and be fine. We should be able to. I've heard our, offense sells tickets, defense wins championships. Mm, I like that too. <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> so all yeah. our defense, man, they they it's sounding good. Things seem to be firing on all cylinders. I'm just saying, if we stay healthy, it could be something serious. It could be something serious. Yeah, let's keep going with our defense. Quiddy Pay, Unique, and Gakwe. Mm-hmm. Yo, they looking like a top, a top pass rush duo in the NFL. I, yeah. I know it's just because that's all we're seeing is Colts training camp. We're Colts fans, but geez, they. I mean, our pass rush is going to be elevated from last year. And I yeah. feel like that's something we've been missing. And Unique Ngakwe, I, I know I said Stefan Gilmore was the most important addition. He's he's starting to battle for that. So yeah. I ugh. hey, Unique does it on and off the field, man. Anybody who follows him on Twitter, I mean, you gotta see it day in and day out. This man is this dude is all about the Colts, and it's something that we need. And and I'll be honest, because I remember in the in the the defensive episode when we introduced Gus Bradley, yada yada yada. I was nervous. I, I talked about how how low of a um, blitz percentage he had, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, man, I don't like that. You know, I straight up said I didn't like it because I want to see pressure. I want to see pressure. But Yannick, eight sacks last season. Quiddy Pay, 
He's feeling himself coming off a new, you know, he's going to be coming out stronger this season. Our, our D line, I think they're going to be vicious. And so it makes me feel a little bit better about that, not um, blitzing every play, because I think they may be able to hold down the fort. Because again, that's why, that's what we were in trouble for last year was no pass pressure presence. But this year is is there. Is I mean, is there. These dudes are ready. And the competition is there. I and mean, we've added defensive linemen throughout the entire offseason. So people are coming in. And I, I think that it's a situation where we now no longer have to rely on D-Buck for everything. We got Yannick. We got Pay. We got Grover. And, and now Buck can do whatever he needs to do. He can facilitate the defense. I don't even know. I mean, Yannick may be facilitating defense line the LEO position. He, he knows – he knows that defense in and out, so it may be his his boat to mm. you know to captain while they're out there on the field. And I ain't mad about it because, I mean, like I said, eight sacks last year, man. Hey, that's that's what I want to see. I agree wholeheartedly. But Jamal, you know, I always got to bring some bad news. What's up? What about the offense? We've seen the offense struggle a bit mm-hmm. over the past few days in training camp. This is the bad news. Defense has been lining it up. So, I, I mean, I guess you'll never get a complete balance. For sure. But our defense definitely looks better than our offense. Um, it just looks sluggish at times. Matt Ryan has thrown a few picks. You know, a lot of it miscommunication, which I think they can work on. Because yeah. that's what training camp is for, right? I mean, oh, yeah. we're, we're here to develop skills, develop strategies, cohesiveness, things like that. So, I think there's still a light at the end of the tunnel, but we have to admit the offense is not clicking on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. We're just we're working on it, right? Yeah, I, I fully agree with that. And that kind of goes back to what I was talking about in the other episode when I was talking about the speed of the game. Are we going too fast? Is this I understand the aggression and you wanna be you wanna make sure that everyone knows that it's a sense of urgency, but are we measuring once and cutting twice because we're trying to rush to everything and we should be measuring twice and cutting once. I get nervous with that. I, I do. We have young players, young receivers, young tight ends. So, you know, they're going to be out there like wildfire. We got a quarterback who's aged, who can still get the ball out there, but he, he, he's going to be demanding perfection. And we have, I mean, nothing needs to be said about JT. He had a couple fumbles the other day, which is, taking us back to this Wisconsin days, but we won't go down that rabbit hole because it happens every, every running back fumbles. But I guess what I'm trying to say is I just hope that we, that, that when they're out there, they aren't trying to be too aggressive with everything. I am all for the up tempo, but like I said, I want consistency with that because if we get out there and now we're hurry up offense, we're trying to get fires lit and everything. What does it matter if we're throwing incomplete passes or we're throwing interceptions, or you know, receivers dropping a ball. N- none of that matters. We have to, everybody has to be on the same page, and it does take a while. I mean, it definitely will take longer. It's hard when you have a, a new quarterback, new receivers, all coming into a new system. It's it's not plug and play. Uh, I know the coaching staff has tried hard to make it as plug and play as they can, as well as Matt Ryan's hung out with some of the receivers to to catch balls. But hey, man, when you're going up against a ghost. 
it's easy to catch a ball. It's easy to see a live ball. When the defense is in your face, you're trying to remember your, your routes. Quarterback's trying to remember where you're supposed to go. They're expecting to be one place and you're not there or vice versa. You're expecting the ball to be someplace it's not. It can get a little hairy. So I definitely think the pressure is on for offense right now. And it's on Frank Wright. I mean, he's the play caller. You you, you assume that role, you got to be ready. He's the next quarterback. So he knows how this works. Matt Ryan has plenty of experience in the league. I don't know what kind of communication they need to do, but I do think uh, – Saturday will be the first test for us to see exactly what's going on. But I would like to see if Frank Wright is going to give him the creative control that he has given him, that Matt Ryan is utilizing it to the best of his ability and not trying to create stuff that's not there because we don't want that Carson Wentz. We don't want that coming back out. I can do this all day. (laughs) Well said, Jamal. I mean, I don't need to add anything. My goodness. Y'all heard that, right? He pot in. He yeah. letting y'all know. <laughs> but yeah, I agree, Jamal. That was a great breakdown. More bad news. Well, depending on how you want to spin it. Shaquille Leonard, injury yeah. update. I'm officially concerned. They don't have a timetable for his return. Mm-hmm. Week one is unclear. I mean, that's just yikes in my head. I believe our defense takes a huge downgrade without a healthy Shaquille Leonard. I that name is just so awkward to me right now. Yeah. I'm so used to call him Darius, but we're we're switching over. But I saw a video of him warming up Monday. Like he looks fine on the surface, but the reports we're getting, you know, there's some concerns. I think uh, Stephen Holder of ESPN reported Tuesday that. And I quote, some clarity on the status of Colts All-Pro linebacker Shaquille Leonard. The team isn't putting a timetable on his return from surgery because currently the issue centers on him rebuilding overall strength and strength in his cast. Specifically, after an inactive spring and summer, the the key thing to know is this is normal based on the team's expectations. From all indications, the problem is solved, which is what matters most. His status for week one cannot yet be determined, but don't rule him out, end quote. So one thing I read in that was overall strength and strength in his calf. So it sounds yeah. like he's not, I guess, conditioned, doesn't have mm-hmm. the strength he used to have just because he hasn't been doing anything. Mm-hmm. So that if that's the only problem... I mean, that, that's a minor problem because he can get that strength back, but right. it's going to take some time, so he could miss some time. So it seems like the injury is probably behind us. I don't know. What's What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think the injury is behind us, but I, I believe it was Frank Wright who was even talking about this too. He said that it would be nice to see him week one, but basically they don't they don't plan on seeing him. But he did say that Shaquille is fighting to come in for week one. So I'm sure he will be grinding it out every day, you know, with PT, uh, physical therapy, being out there on the field, doing whatever he can do to try to get back. But honestly, man, I know they're going to tell him to sit out as long as, as possible. And I won't be surprised. Now, Doug Peterson is in town. You know, he, he is in Jacksonville now. So I was going to say I wouldn't be surprised they tell him to hold out to the Chiefs game. But. I, I definitely think they will try to get him to hold out for the Houston game or put him on a pitch count if he's going to go for the Houston game. I, I don't imagine him coming out and playing every series on defense. Um, yeah. Yeah. Limited, a limited Shaq Leonard would be okay. 
but yeah, I, I guess if he's not ready, I, I wouldn't want him back. You know, yeah. I wouldn't want to lunge him in there against the Texans. Right. <laughs> Paris Campbell, kind of a little scary. Hamstring tightness on Monday. Oh, He's wow. back. I mean, he came back Wednesday. Very good sign. But see, like, normally Bruh. for any player, we'd just be like, <laughs> all right, you're good. You just you just had some tightness in your hamstring. For Paris Campbell, however, we treat him like a glass cannon, and we wonder. <laughs> we have to be yeah. extra ca- <laughs> We have to be extra cautious with him. You know, I just – I don't want to hear that Paris Campbell's hurting. That's the last thing I want to hear. But these soft tissues injuries, they just, they just suck. Yeah. So I'm. I guess we're keeping an eye on that. He he seems fine, but the fact that that even got out, you know, I guess they have to report it because he's not practicing. But geez, that's that's one thing you just just put under the rug. Don't Boy. don't give us any doubt in our heads. Exactly. <laughs> Yo, stretch, man, stretch. Get a roller, do something. Yeah. Yo, you got you got athletic <laughs> trainers out there. Use them. Don't be sitting up at home. Absolutely. <laughs> And man, we're off bad news, but I just want to say, let's start Jake Verity. Why not? Hey, hey, man, hey. All I'm gonna look, say is, go ahead. No, let me. You go. Look, let me hear it. Ah, uh, I just want to say a little bit. Are y'all happy with Rodrigo Blankenship? Are you happy? I mean, are we me? content with how he's? Yeah, <laughs> he is not our savior. <laughs> we are we're always saying he's not it so let's give verity a chance let's see what he can do he's he's done better in training camp technically so far so yeah. i mean i guess i haven't seen enough let's see some preseason action but man we're we're not happy with blankenship are we it's i mean we've been spoiled by so many good kickers in the past mm-hmm Let's try something new. We've been trying something new at quarterback all the time. Let's let's give another kicker a chance. I Blankenship's kicking job shouldn't be his to lose. It should be his to compete for. Exactly. And I don't know. Ver- Verity is doing he's I think he's done enough to say give me a chance. But I don't know. Yep. What what you think, Jamal? No, yep. Yeah, I agree. Today is the first day where Blankenship has beat him. Blankenship went five for five, I believe, today. Verity missed he missed the fifty-six yarder. He hooked it wide right, I believe it was. First day he's lost a kick in battle. Um and he only lost by one one kick. Mm. You got you gotta put him in. You got to. I mean, listen, Specs has done he's he he's been here, he's done some for us. But at this age, I mean at this stage, if we're trying to get to the next level, you know, I hate to bring in other teams, but Bill Belichick went through, what, three kickers in one season because they missed a field goal? Not two, not three, not four. They were missing a field goal, and they got cut the next day. Hey, you got <laughs> you got to be cutthroat. That's how you win championships, man. I'm telling you. I, I say this all the time. You ain't wrong. It's, it's, you, you, got, you got to. It's And it sucks, you know. You don't want everyone to take, take away anyone's livelihood, X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. But when you have one goal, one mission – and if I'm Frank Wright, as I said in the early episode, yo, I can be on the chopping block. I ain't about to risk it because the buck has to stop with someone. And I'm not going to risk my livelihood because I am too much of a good-hearted person to keep someone on the field who is not the best person to put on the field. Because in regular corporate America, that ain't how it works. 
the 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 the, the mm-hmm. okay person doesn't just get a chance to sit there and move for no you got to put the bases in their places so if Verity's the person then let him have it and again like you said we'll see during the preseason games uh here this saturday hopefully they both get a chance to do some work but man we got a kid with a cannon and if we can work on accuracy I don't. I, I think I feel like it's easier to build some accuracy than it is to build power. I don't know. I'm not a kicker, so I could be completely wrong. But Verity, he. I'm not saying that he's the. You know that he needs a bunch of accuracy work. But this dude has a cannon. Let him kick the ball, and then we can figure out. We can fine tune him a little bit later. But just as much as we gave Blankenship a shot, I feel like we got to give him a shot. Yeah, you could probably work on both, but like. The, your leg strength only gets so high, probably. Yeah. So it's the, the capacity to kick, you know, where, where we need him to kick, like how far we need him to kick. Yeah, I, I would agree. It's probably easier to work on actually. But yeah, I'm not a kicker either. Um, but that's just my take. I mean, Blanket Show could blow it out the park in the next few weeks. Yeah, he but could. Right now, like if season season started today. I would say put Jake Verity in. Let, let's see what he is under the big lights in Lucas mm-hmm. Hole Stadium. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be it, everyone. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Colts cast. We are back in town, so we're going to be releasing episodes every Monday and Friday morning. We're back on schedule. Go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We're so excited about preseason. Can't wait for regular season. And we'll be back on Monday to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Have a good ready. Have a good one.